This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, hey, everyone, this is Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to The Courage Cast. And um, I am so thankful for all of you listening. And uh, as I'm going through the process, we're over 200 episodes in now. Uh, one of the things I don't think I've talked about enough, which is actually core of my personal testimony, is this issue of fear of man and laying aside the fear of man. The Bible has a lot to say about this, and um, I'm preparing, actually, to give a message to my church at a men's breakfast uh, very soon, and um, as I've kind of studied this and why I'm even doing the Courage Cast and and, and, and the, the words fear of man actually are the core of my message, um, because as I prayed and asked God to kind of reveal to me what it is um, that... Uh, that is kind of the core truth I'd like these men to come away with and leave with is the courage to fear the Lord and not fear man and get your approval from the Lord and understand that he has already approved you versus trying to win it from men. So uh, in that process, I found an, uh, a great article that I'm, I'm going to read. It's from DesiringGod.org, um, and uh, it's uh, by the, one of the staff writers, John Bloom, and I'm going to read it to you. It's called Lay Aside the Fear of Man. Why do we fear others' disapproval so much? We all experience this fear, and most of us don't want to admit how serious its tyranny can be. The Bible calls this the fear of man, and it can weave a web of ambiguity around issues that are biblically clear. The fear of man can immobilize us when we should take action and gag us into silence when we should speak. It feels powerful but its power is deceptive. That's why the Bible tells us the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five. The Hebrew word here for snare refers to traps hunters use to catch animals or birds. Snares are dangerous. If we get caught, we must do whatever it takes to free ourselves. God has the power to free us, and he wants us living in the safe freedom of trusting him. But he frees us not by removing our fear of disapproval, but transferring it to the right place. And typically, he frees us by helping us face our false fears so that they lose their power over us. It's important we understand why our desire for approval and fear of disapproval is so strong. Due to our sin, weaknesses, and perhaps traumatic past experiences, we might assume these things are merely consequences of the fall. But at the core, they're not. God actually designed us to be motivated by these emotionally powerful forces, for they uniquely reveal 
what we love. Each of us instinctively knows as creatures that who we are and what we're worth are not things we define for ourselves. We didn't create ourselves. We didn't choose our DNA, intellectual and physical powers, families, cultures, early education, time periods, or most other major influences. We are not autonomous, but but contingent creatures. And each of us also instinctively knows our existence fits into a larger purpose or story. And despite postmodernism's attempts to conceive, convince us otherwise, it is impossible for us to create our own ultimate meaning. Deep down, we know such self-created meaning is absurd. So we cannot help but derive our identity, value, and meaning from external sources. Moreover, we instinctively seek them from external personal sources. We know deep down they are bestowed on us by a person. The person or persons to whom we ascribe most authority to define who we are, what we're worth, what we should do, and how we should do it, is the person or persons we fear the most, because it is the person or persons whose approval we want most. God designed us this way, for it reveals who and what our heart loves. This fear comes right from the place where our heart's treasure is stored. Matthew 6, 21. It is a fear of losing or not obtaining something we really desire, which is why it wields such power over us. You obey the one you fear. When we feel this fear, it can stir up emotional fog and psychological complexity. But we cut through to the heart of things if we remember a simple biblical truth. We obey the one we fear. The person or persons whose reward of approval we desire most, whose curse of disapproval we most fear to receive, is the person we will obey, our functional God. That's why the Bible so often commands us to fear the Lord. Here are two examples. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I am commanding you today for your good. Deuteronomy 10, 12, and 13. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew 10, 28. Both Moses and Jesus commanded us to love God supremely. And both of them commanded us to fear God supremely. They're not mutually exclusive commands. They're two sides of the same coin. They're commanding us to seek the massive eternal reward of God's approval more than puny man's fleeting approval and to fear the terrible eternal curse of God's disapproval more than puny man's fleeting disapproval. 
They're commanding us to direct our love and fear to the right God. The fear of man is a snare because man is a false God. But the fear of the Lord is safe because he really is God. The fear of man is a closely clinging sin that entangles our legs in the race of faith, and we must lay it aside. Hebrews 12.1. How? Number one, confess your fear of man. As soon as you recognize fear of man, confess it as sin to God and repent. If possible, confess it to faithful friends who will help you fight it. Number two, question your fear of man. What exactly are you afraid of and why? Do you really have good reason to fear, especially in the light of Matthew 10, 28? which is, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Do we really have good reason to fear? Articulating your fear often exposes it as the pathetic thing that it is. And number three, courageously confront your fear of man. We must obey God rather than men. Acts 5.29 Obedience calls for courage. Courage is not the absence of the emotion of fear, but the resolve to obey despite what we feel. Exercise your trust in God by stepping out in obedience. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord, your God, who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Deuteronomy 31.6. Trusting God is safe. Fearing man is not. God usually teaches us this through the hard lesson of obeying in spite of feeling afraid. For then we learn to trust God's promises more than our perceptions and reach the place where we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Thank you, John Bloom and the Desiring God website for this great, great article. Some of my big takeaways are you obey the one you fear. You obey the one you fear. And and actually, the other one is that God's design for us is to, to have this desire for approval that he created us with a desire for approval. So I'm actually normal. I'm actually normal because I do desire approval. And it's when I desire approval from anyone or anything other than God, my father, who loves me unconditionally and has adopted me as his heir, that's when I get into trouble. And that's when I get skewed. And then just to have a conversation, confess to God your fear of man, my fear of man, confess it to some friends who will pray for me and help me to fight it. It's important that you do that. Get good community around you. Then begin to question what I'm really fearing and question whether it's a good idea for me to be fearing that, that person and what does it mean in light of scripture. And then to have the courage, I think this is the hardest part, is to 
to take the courage to take the stand and obey God. Whenever we are obedient to God, it means that we're going to face fear and we're going to obey despite what we feel. Powerful, powerful. This journey with God is a powerful journey, friends. Building courage, gaining courage, embracing courage in the midst of fear is what we are all doing, right? Well, friends, I hope this impacted you. I'd be curious to hear how it did. Share about it in the Courageous Community at CourageousCommunity.com and also go to the Facebook group, which is Facebook.com slash Courageous Community. That's our group. Ask to join that or join the public group and share this post with your friends on your profile on Facebook. You can share it on Twitter, share it anywhere you'd like to on social media that you interact. And that is very simply facebook.com slash the courageous community. All right. Well, that's it for me, friends. I'm Eric Nordoff, and I'll be back again on the next episode of Courage Cast. Courage Cast.